Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm so excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we discuss photography, building a business, and still having a life through it all. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, so we are, I, I like to say we're live, even though we're not actually live, but <laughs> no, I'm here with alive. my, we are live, well, this is true, this is true. I'm here with my friends, John and Lindsay Bamber, and I, I love opportunities like this to catch up with old friends. We haven't seen each other in quite a while. We were, Lindsay and I were chatting just a few minutes ago, it's two or three years probably, probably at least. Yeah, two or three. Um, but John and Lindsay are photographers. Um, not exactly in Chattanooga, but we'll just say the Chattanooga area. Tell, tell me a little bit about where you guys live, first of all. We live in a small town uh, just north of Chattanooga, uh, one of those small towns where it, Lindsay grew up there, and uh, we, we got married uh, almost 15 years ago, and we lived in Nashville, and we swore we would never move back to that small town. And then about two years after that, we did. And uh, so now we've been living there going on 12 years, and um, we absolutely love it. So the small town life has, has done well for us, but... Uh, it's it's its own set of challenges, but its own set of rewards as well. Yeah, and we're going to actually get into that here in just a little bit. But I've had the opportunity to visit you guys there at your home. Beautiful, beautiful place. You really made it into a home. Lindsay, you're originally um, from the name of the town is? Dayton. And then, John, you're originally from? Southwest Missouri. Okay. So how did you guys connect? Was it through school? <laughs> yes, we met in college um, at Belmont University in Nashville. It was my our freshman year. Um, calculus class. John sat behind me um, in calculus class and struck up some conversations. Actually, John, is, John is grinning sheepishly here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, the funny story is that I um, had a shirt that had buttons down the back and some of the buttons were um, not buttoned. Yes. And sitting behind me, he thought to be a gentleman, he was going to button those for me <laughs> to protect yeah, to protect me in a way, and he did not ask beforehand. So he oh, just surprise. Yeah, he buttoned. <laughs> so from then on, he was off limits. We all my girlfriends called him buttons, and we joked about him. And I thought he was like a kind of bad guy. <laughs> John, do we get to hear your side of the story? <laughs> it's all true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then our circles of friends kind of uh, merged, and she realized that I wasn't quite the bad guy that she thought I was originally. So um, it, it took some time. It worked out, but yeah. what an introduction, though, too. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. So you guys have been married for 15 years, is that uh, right? In, in June, it will be 15. That's amazing. And you have two kids. Tell yes. me how old they are. We have Jack, who's seven, and Lola, who's five. Wow. So. Wow. So you guys are have been photographers now for 13 years, is that right? We've been uh, full-time for about 13. Okay. Um, our first wedding, or my first wedding, and she was she was a part of it, but not helping out officially yet. Was um, was in uh, 2001 in September. Okay. Uh, so uh, going on, you know, 16 years of uh, doing wedding photography, uh, but full time 13. 13. Okay. So how did you actually get into photography in the first place? That's a great question. It's kind of a long answer. Okay, go for it. <laughs> well, um, I, I really wanted to be an Air Force pilot. And so I had all my paperwork done. I had everything ready to go to the Air Force Academy. Played soccer. I don't think I, as well as you, Nathan. But um, uh, I uh, tore my ACL my senior year. I was a captain uh, of the team. Yes. And I really wanted to still be a part of the soccer team. And the coach, uh, 
even even though I wasn't a troublemaker, he said I couldn't come along on, on uh, if I wasn't playing. And so uh, this is in the late 90s, and I was like, well, I'm on the newspaper staff uh, and the yearbook staff, so I'm just going to get a camera and see what happens. And he'll, he'll let me come on the bus, and I'll get to be with my team. And so I started out by photographing the team that I had formerly been a captain of and started shooting soccer. And um, then got, into, uh, got to college and didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I somehow locked, lucked into uh, getting into a photography class. Okay. Got, the, got the key to the darkroom uh, 24-7 and just had a blast. Uh, I was in Nashville, so um, a lot of my friends were kind of up-and-coming singer-songwriters. And I started out doing a lot of... Um, kind of band shoots and and whatnot all on film this is this is back when digital cameras didn't really they were just coming around right. and um if they did exist they were exorbitantly expensive exactly and so mostly black and white film because i could process that myself and uh, just had a blast doing that um i just fell in love with it and uh never thought that i would actually make a living with a camera but uh yeah and yet here you are <laughs> Yes, uh, and so um, my first wedding uh, was my it was my uh, senior year in school, and one of my old roommates called and was getting married, and so and did you charge him anything, or was this just I, pro I bono? Sh- I charged five hundred dollars, okay. and then I started going over the cost later, and I think that I spent at least three fifty. So it was on film and gas and everything else, yes, yeah, exactly. or developing, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. So. Um, not a huge profit margin there, but uh, right. <laughs> so, and that uh, you actually did better than my first wedding. I, I think I charged three fifty for my first wedding and lost money just simply because of the development costs. Right. I think twelve rolls of film or something like that. But it adds yeah. up so quickly. It does, yeah. I ended up uh, going ahead and getting a degree in studio art, uh, specializing in photography. I did a lot of different stuff art-wise, pottery and that drawing all that sort of stuff and um did you did you study a little bit in europe as well yeah i did my junior year in france uh and then even went back for another semester uh post-graduation um at a a different school uh, in france because i I loved it so much so how did you transition then from studying art and and kind of pursuing this passion of photography or beginning to pursue it how did you transition from that into professional photography having a business starting a business we, we got married not long after graduation, and I so all of a sudden I had a diploma in my hands, a studio art diploma, which is so wonderful, but doesn't really qualify you for very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, uh, and I realized I had to do something, so um, I had another job. I, uh, when I was in France, I'd picked up uh, baking. Long story, but anyway, basically I realized that I needed to um, have a paycheck, and that um, with my newly minted diploma, that the jobs were just not flying through the door. And so I, I was a baker for about three years, uh, all the while I was building up the photography business on the side. Okay. And um, after and about three years... Where were years, you baker? Was, was this in at, Nashville? In or? Nashville at okay. a French bakery there, and then at a restaurant. I, I realized that um, while I might have had other aspirations photographically uh, early on, I realized that with weddings, um, there were pretty much every genre of photography, not every, but many genres of photography are covered on the wedding day. You know, there's a little bit of, it's true. Uh, there's not really architecture, but there's, there's some landscapes, you know, some scene setters, uh, there's portraiture, uh, reportage, and even some, we can call it sports. Uh, if, uh, if, if the dance floor can be considered <laughs> that. Uh, it's true. I think a, a good wedding photographer is probably the most well-rounded photographer because you really do deal with so many elements of photography on a, on a, especially these long 10, 12 hour wedding days. Yes. And, and so I, you know, at first I was like, this is, you know, this is not really what I was cut out for or whatever and thinking, thinking I want to do something else. And then I realized that a, it was fun, uh, different every weekend. And, um, 
and then it was uh, helping pay the bills. And, and so finally that uh, ramped up such that I was able to uh, quit my job and, and wow. go in full time. How long did it take to, to get to that place where you could go full time? I'd say about three years. Three years uh, okay. on the side, and you know, it was, it was a lot. It's difficult to work two jobs, uh, or or more sometimes. Uh, but but we enjoyed it, and you know, during that time, it was it was the transition from uh, from film to digital. Mm-hmm. And ironically, in, in the last few years, um, we've sort of been transitioning back just a little bit uh, back into film. So that's I mean, kind of kind of an interesting point. And Lindsay came along. Um, I, yeah, I actually, Lindsay, share your side of the story where, when you yeah, came along in the business. Well, I like to joke that I was running a nonprofit until she until she showed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lindsay, tell us what that means. <laughs> Well, John is such, he's just an amazing artist, and he supported me through, um, you know, my dreams. As soon as we graduated, we got married. He took a steady job so I could go back and study. I went back and got my master's degree in education. So he did that, and then I ended up teaching for several years while we continued to build up the photography business, along which I did all the weddings with John side by side. We... um, I didn't photograph at that time, but I was kind of the planner, helper, organizer person, which is just my nature. There weren't a lot of wedding planners then. And he's shooting film, which takes more time. So he's got... For sure. At that time, he's shooting medium format under the large format, under a claw. Under the hood and everything. Wow. Okay. So he needed somebody that would be his eyes and ears um, with the crowd. So I did that, and I loved doing that with him. And... um, but I still loved my job teaching. So it actually was when we went to France, I think our third year of marriage, um, he did another study abroad, and I took a sabbatical from work, and we lived there for about four months. Wow. And um, didn't know French at all. My um, minor was also Spanish, and so I didn't know the language, and he was in school. So most of the time I spent walking around the town and just fell in love with photography and just started seeing things um, differently. And while we were there, we just kind of made the decision, I'm going to go back to work for one more year, and we're going to really try to make this a business for both of us. Wow. And so we hit the, we made a business plan while we were in France, and we came H- back and hit transitioning the... Transitioning from nonprofit to, to business, right? Exactly. Okay. So that was the first business plan we'd have okay. in, for Bamber Photography. And that's, I think we started changing the you still the have name. that business plan? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. If you go back and look, like, I know I can go back and look at an old contract, you know, uh, from back in the day when yes. I think we charged, I don't know, $600 to shoot a wedding. Yes, and, yes. And the, the script font that we were using on the, on the pricing sheet that you could barely yes. read. And oh, it's so funny to look back at some of that stuff. I know. We keep, we keep all those things so we can always look back and see how far we've come. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, the reasons why we started that business was... We wanted to work together, and we really both felt a passion for um, being along with these couples throughout the journey of engagement to, to marriage and, and even post-marriage. Um, so that was definitely something that it kind of became, at that point, both of our passions from then on. And I, I'm still fascinated to this day by the idea that a family or a set of families will let us as photographers come into one of the most intimate times in their lives and hopefully one of the most beautiful and that we get to share in that with them. And not only that, I don't know if you guys, I'm assuming you guys have experienced this, but um, a lot of the clients that we worked with welcomed us in as though we were family. Yes, yes, uh, we absolutely. We were literally part of that day and, um, you know, anything they were eating, we were eating and mm-hmm. what they were doing, we were doing this, this kind of thing. And yet we were there to, of course, photograph it. And we, it, it really gives us a platform to be able to capture 
even more intimate exactly. uh, images as a result of that, that type of relationship. But you're talking about coming a long way. Um, and I'm curious, what's one of the hardest lessons that you guys have learned as business owners? I think that for me, I um, learning photography was hard for me because I didn't, it was not my... The technical side of it. Yeah, the technical okay. aspects of it. And having John as my teacher was also a challenge at times for, for us to be able to teach each other things. And well, learn how to, to communicate, right? Yes, the communication of that was was a challenge. But then when we got into the business, just realizing that this was a passion for us, we loved doing it, but we had no idea about taxes and oh, yes. sales tax and accounting and management and all this stuff. And so that for us was really overwhelming the first couple of years, especially when we, at that point, I think we're doing about 36 weddings a year. Wow. And just overwhelmed. Absolutely. And things were growing and it was such a blessing, but trying to figure out how to manage that on the business side was very challenging at that time. And would you say, for example, dealing with the accounting side of things, the bookkeeping, is there a particular suggestion or a piece of advice that you give, especially to newer photographers, something that you would recommend that they do, that they can go do right now that would put them in a better place financially? Yes. Hire someone. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's simple enough. That was the best decision we made was hiring someone, but then educating yourself enough so that you can help Yes. so that you can be a part of it and not just be blind to what is happening with your finances, Absolutely. but to really take control, you know, take initiative and learn something new. And that's one of the most amazing things about being a small business owner is just the learning. There's always something to learn, always mm -hmm. a, a way to grow and just get more involved in your business. And we often talk about it is what you put into it. Your business will be what you put into it. True. And for us, it was not enough to just have really great images. It had to be a business and there, there are so many other facets to it. So, well, and speaking of learning and being aware too, if, if, you have an accountant and or bookkeeper that is helping you manage that whole process. You can go into a system like QuickBooks and, and see the numbers and actually be a more intelligent business owner that's making very proactive decisions about yes. how they can more effectively build their business as opposed to just kind of randomly and blindly doing things. Exactly. Uh, so that, that kind of awareness is really important, particularly for being, uh, building a, a scalable business mm -hmm. that's going to continue to grow in the long run. Yes. I took one whole summer and just sat down with QuickBooks and had to just make myself. And it was it's not my favorite thing at all. No, it's my yeah. least favorite thing <laughs> in the world. Right. But just making it a, important and a priority for us to understand what is happening with our finances so that we could be more generous and, and not have to work as much and yes. figure out how we could scale back and still be able to make a living. Sure. John, do you have something to add to the lessons learned? Well, I think I think the, the thing is, is uh, as a quote unquote artists, you know, stereotypically, uh, procrastinate and, uh, and, uh, and put things, you know, putting things off and just not really paying attention to some of the, some of the finer points uh, of the finances. And, you know, for me learning that, you know, um, these problems aren't going to solve themselves and, and, and that, um, that, you know, procrastination, you know, kind of waiting to the last minute to, to finish a project or to do some sort of art project. That's all fine and dandy. But w when it's your family and when it's your um, yes. your business on the line, it's it's different. It is. It's and true. <laughs> and the funny thing about procrastinating, because I've been guilty of it and still, unfortunately, I'm guilty of it, uh, is that 
these things that we kind of blow up in our minds, we, we think are just terrible and we don't want to have to deal with it because of the supposed pain point. We get to them, we go ahead and get it done. And then we're like, what? That, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so I've, I've learned, you know, about that and not that, um, not that I've got it all figured out, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still working through that. But, uh, but that's definitely one of the things. And then, and then also that, um, learning from, from early on that a photography business is not just about taking great pictures. You know, you, you have to have some decent level of work as a, as a basis, as a foundation to stand upon. Sure. But it's only, unfortunately, almost a small part of it. Uh, I, I have this, it's true. um, I don't know if it's an anecdote, but, you know, I heard the statistic, uh, and I, I think it's still true, but uh, th- about 3% of the Air Force actually flies. I'm not certain how, how uh, what percentage of, of what we do is actually... Photography. Clicking the shutter. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, but there's so much more to it, and, uh, and learning it. And we've also uh, learned, and it, you know, and it really was brought to light again, you know, see you, but it, it's about relationships. Because uh, mm. uh, you have to have a relationship with your uh, client in order to bring bring the best out of them and to, to get those those uh, portraits that are so meaningful you have to have great relationships with vendors because they're the ones that recommend you and uh, you know and in the even other photographers because um, that's another great way to, to get those referrals and whatnot so it's that true I remember and I really missed this actually we used to have really I guess it was probably monthly get-togethers mm-hmm. wasn't it with the local photography industry here in, in Chattanooga we get together for lunch we get to hang out and catch up chat business chat life um those yes. those types of opportunities to to connect on a, on a not just a surface level but a deeper level too it's, it's so enjoyable and ultimately makes doing business so much more enjoyable but it, in the in the longer run we're talking about building a scalable business it supports that effort as well and it's so absolutely vital so speaking of building a business you guys have had what seems to be great success in a relatively small market. Chattanooga is not a, not a very big market and was a, quite a traditional market. I know when, when I first started in, in the photography business, but give us two or three things that you've done specifically in this smaller market to build a business, um, both here in Chattanooga and the surrounding areas. I think for us, it was, I feel like we've said this word a lot, but about relationships. Um, we, Chattanooga is a big, small town. And it's a lot of families and traditions. And those are the same things that we find value in, that those family traditions. And so this past year for us was one of our best years in photography because it was sisters and it was families that we had. We were doing the the last sister getting married. And And they're coming back to you. Yes. And we four sisters and and three. We did the twins um, this past year. And so it's really about those families and putting investing in our clients and our couples and writing them notes and sending them you know just stuff along the way and I don't we just have found that investing in people is really where our heart is and therefore it it brings business quality business the people that we want to work with the families that have similar values as we do along the lines of what she was saying um Part of it was the move back to shooting a little bit of film. It gives us a tangible product at the end of the day, and something that we believe in too. You know, these in these days that where I've got a thousand pictures on my phone, or many more than that, and none of them are printed. Right. Uh, but having having something tangible and having something to, to kind of hold on to, literally, and um, and so so that's been kind of interesting. And that's not something that's built our business, but something that we've been kind of hearkening back to. Uh, that is just something really tangible we can give our clients. And then, um, and what does that look like when you're when you're 
sitting down with them for a meeting, for example, are you presenting more prints in that in that sales process or in the meeting process, or what does that look like? Yes, um, we actually we actually had a sales meeting uh, today, and um, so the the crazy part about shooting film, and you know, this year it's kind of on the cusp. We're we're either gonna dive into it a little bit more, or or kind of pull back from it because the okay. costs are you know what they are. Sure. But the cool part is, uh, I, I don't know um, what a keeper rate is uh, for for somebody's dig, uh, digital shooter, but uh, for me, digitally. We're in the fifteen to twenty percent keeper rate okay. with our, with our digital shots. Okay. Um, when I shoot film, and maybe it's because it every time you click the shutter, it costs me. It, it costs yes. something. Yeah. Um, Are you shooting medium format or yeah, large format? format. Or? Okay. Um, and so um, what about a dollar a frame, right? I wish. Yeah. I, I actually just we just upgraded our scans, and so it's about a dollar fifteen. Okay. Yeah, dollar twenty, and um, the thing is, for me, uh, our keeper rate for film is. Uh, 65 plus it's 65 to 70 percent and the portfolio rate you're you know like the number of those that go into our portfolio are uh it's 20 to 30 percent of of film pictures that i take wow and wow. so so there's just something really nice and special about it and then what we also have been doing is really kind of trying to base our color off of that um, but it's nice to be able to delve back into something that you're passionate about mm -hmm. it, when we're talking about a, a business that, that goes the distance you've been in business for 15 years or so or 16 years uh to be able to be working with a medium like film that you were passionate about at the beginning mm -hmm. that you learned on to be able to, to bring that back into your business and add that as an element or a significant element of your business. That's got to be pretty exciting. I, I remember too, one of the most relaxing things you're talking about, I think, or I think you were at least alluding to the fact that you tend to take a little bit more time when you're setting up a shot with a film camera because it is costly. Uh, I know that taking, I have a, a six by six uh, twin lens Yashica, yeah, uh, yeah. medium format camera that I just absolutely love. And setting that up on a tripod and taking my time setting up the shot mm -hmm. was such a enjoyable process, almost meditative process, because you are thinking about every single element of yes. that process. You have to be very, very conscious mm -hmm. as opposed to just you know, clicking a button that's auto-focused, auto-exposed, mm -hmm. auto-white balance, auto-everything. Right. Um, you have to be much more engaged. That's, that's really incredible that you've been able to go back to that. Is there something else that you could speak to? Um, you mentioned relationships that have really helped build your business. Again, we're talking about a small market. So we went through, well, it's not really, not really a phase, but we, we love and respect social media because of the relationship that it is. But being that it's digital and not an actual relationship, yeah, yeah. Um, it's something that we are, um, the word's not tentative, but we, we just had some reservations about, um, uh, about being worried about how many likes or how many followers or whatever. Sure. And so we tried to be more organic and, and actually pretty much took 2015 completely off of social media. And wow. That was not necessarily the best decision because it, because <laughs> okay. people are like what do they die or you know where, where, you know, where they go or are right, they still doing right. you know to sort of rebound from that um, I started a, a series which I'm still well, I've put a pause on it but I, I started a big series but basically finding our, our favorite vendors and going and and uh, just taking some great photographs of them talking about their business you know and promoting someone else and then blogging about that and realizing that you know for us. We definitely don't want to be, uh, quote unquote, tooting our, tooting our own horn. Okay. But if I'm promoting someone else at the, who whose work or whose business I respect, yes, and and just kind of shining a light on them, yes, then in a way that's 
not that it not that it always has to be an ulterior motive, but in a way that that's that's good for us too because we're not Absolutely. necessarily talking about ourselves. But well, we're in business, but if if we can simultaneously add value to those that we're connecting with, then win win. That's that's incredible. Right. So um, hopefully phase two of those uh, is about to to roll out. I've I've got some really exciting ones. Uh, uh, in the works. So, um, so that was a lot of fun and also getting to know vendors, uh, um, in a different way, meaning, you know, sometimes you might run into the cake person for three minutes as they're dropping off the cake at the wedding, but yes. to actually have a real conversation with them, um, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun to get to know people on a different level. And a smaller market enables that. I mean, if you were shooting in Atlanta or New York city or otherwise, you, you'd be dealing with a lot, uh, busier, uh, environment in which those types of connections are probably a little bit more difficult anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the smaller market probably enables that or makes it a little bit easier for those deeper relationships, which is really great. What percentage of your work would you say is here in Chattanooga? Are you going and what percentage is outside of the Chattanooga Dayton market? 75% of our work is, is Chattanooga. Is it? Okay. Um, and then, you know, through the, through, throughout the South, we'll do some in North Carolina, some in North Georgia, sure. uh, and, and a fair amount in Nashville as well. But that number kind of just fluctuates every year. And, okay. you know, we, and, you know, when we first started, we loved doing travel weddings and, and it was so fun. We've been able to travel uh, all over the place, uh, photographing weddings, the Vatican, Maine, uh, Kennebunkport, I, all over the place. And <laughs> the Vatican, you throw that out there just <laughs> nonchalantly, the Vatican. <laughs> uh, and, and, but now that we have kids, um, it's different. I mean, I, I would almost rather have uh, a fun and lively, but semi low key wedding that's close rather than even a, a blowout um, in New York City, because at the end of the day, I want to be there with my kids the next day. And this is a really a perfect segue into something that I wanted to discuss, which is how do you guys proactively make time for each other, for your kids? Um, Lindsay, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, this was definitely a struggle for us as we transitioned from a business that we were both so passionate about, and it was 100% of our um, our life at that time. And so we were working long hours, but it didn't matter because we were doing it together and we loved what we did. Sure. Then we had our first child, and it really, you know, kind of rocked our world a little bit. And we, at that time, owned and operated a studio space. And so I was home, he was there, but I was still having to do a lot of the business stuff. And so it was a very difficult time. And so we've learned a lot these past seven years of having kids that um, they're a new priority and we are really passionate about being there for them and make a plan to have dinner at least two nights a week, which doesn't sound like a lot because there's seven nights, but it's harder than you think to have two whole nights at home every single week. So they have you know, a really consistent schedule. And the thing about photography that's wonderful is that it's very flexible, but the other thing is that you want to shoot, you know, five to nine. You want to shoot in those evening hours because the light is so gorgeous. So we really um, have set some boundaries between our work and our children. And and it's a fine, it's a hard balance to keep, but we really try to keep each other in check and make sure that we're making a good time for each other aside from work we see each other and people talk about this like why do you guys need to date because we sit next to each other every single day and they don't understand that we <laughs> it's not romantic at all exactly. <laughs> it's, it's hard it can be quite intense at times it can. In fact, yeah. and so we have to um set aside time to talk about other things and Absolutely. the other passions and the things that 
make our hearts stir um, aside from just photography and our kids, which that's hard too sometimes to talk about other things than them. But setting boundaries has been a big um, aspect of the past seven years. And we moved home, so we actually don't have a studio space, so we work from home now, which was a whole new set of challenges. But John installed a darkroom light on the door and it says dark room in use and so it's a light that he can flip on and when that's on the kids know they can't go in the room or that's he's on hilarious. a call okay and um it works occasionally but you know we have so many <laughs> pictures of the kids at little like sticking their fingers oh, under there yeah, you know yeah. and so it was um it's a fine it's a balance but we really um keep trying just keep trying sure. that's what we say to each other just keep trying would you say that there are uh, name one or two really specific things that you've done on a practical level to create some of those boundaries i mean i, I love that the dark room light idea is brilliant but uh, are there some other things specifically that you've done um we really try to take sundays off and that is really a hard thing for us um yeah because we work saturdays and we we actually lead worship at church every sunday um so Sundays for us, it really needs to be a reset and a time with our children and a recovery day because we've probably been up really late and gotten up really early that day. So, um, but we do have a lot of couples that travel from out of town that engagement sessions need to happen on Sundays. Okay, and so okay. we started charging for them to be on Sundays, which is really hard for us because we want to be there for our couples. We want it to be easy and we want it to not be a stressor for them another thing but we realized that um now with our their jackson school with them having that set weekly schedule we can't take mondays off anymore we can't have friday fun day and so it we had to change some um things about our business so sundays are, are a priority for our family definitely and do you create some kind of accountability i know with with our kids it was um, it was fun Monday for a little while, and then because of school, it transitioned to, to Sunday. Uh, we called it fun Sunday, and it was basically the, the, the established rule was that the computers didn't come open. Yes. Um, exactly. So you didn't, you didn't see us sitting in front of the computers. Uh, we were going to go do something with the kids. Right. Um, do you create that kind of accountability with them? Because your kids will keep you accountable yes. if you tell yes. them that you're going to do something. Jack, our oldest, is seven now, and he's definitely at the age where he understands if we're distracted and not giving him our full attention and so he will definitely rip the phone or move it from our so we do try to be accountable to stay off our phones because now we don't even need computers you know we can do work from our phone and so you don't you don't even have to go into your office you can do it right there and so it's very tempting so you really have to keep it under control and we do try to you know politely tap each other if we're looking (laughs) at our phones or something distracted um along the way so so for us, uh, for me especially, having a, a hard deadline of I know when our son is out of school and our, our daughter's going to be in school full time next year, that um, it makes me want to when I'm when I'm working to really stay on task yes. because I, I know at the end of the day that I'm not going to come back to the computer right and I, and I don't want to. So that's incredible. So you, would you, what time is your cutoff? Your average cutoff each day. 245. Wow. Yeah. So that really does drive you to get as much done as possible in yes. that in that time frame. And then for the two of you in the evenings, what what does it look like to be able to shut down and have time for each other? Do you guys like to watch movies together? Do you Oh, we haven't stayed awake for a movie in quite a while, <laughs> sadly to say. <laughs> but, you know, we do we watch TV sometimes. We talk a lot. We are kind of in a I think the best and hardest thing about small business or in marriage in general is being able to grow and change together. 
And so we are kind of entering a new season where we're praying about what we're going to do next and what's the next chapter. Both of our kids will be in school, which will be a huge transition for us from these past seven, you know, five years of our um, second child being born is what dreaming together. Like, what do we want to do now? Do we want to continue or do we want to transition into doing a little bit more portraits? And so a lot of our evenings are spent talking about ideas and interests, what we want to do in the future. Dreaming together. That's exciting. Yes. That's really exciting. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for making the time to, especially amidst your busy schedule and your limited uh, time frame to get work done during the day to make time to sit down and chat today. Um, How can everybody best find you online? Whether, I know you mentioned kind of taking a bit of a step back from social media. Is it best to go to your website or Mm -hmm. Facebook or what's the best thing? Well, um, we do have Instagram and um, update update that quite often. That's probably our most updated portfolio. And I'm so thankful for programs that you can schedule that. And we really take advantage of those that you schedule everything. So I can sit down on a Monday, schedule everything for the week and not feel like I have to check in all the time. What program are you using for that? We use Schedugram right now. And um, it has been great and um, well worth the time of planning to just be done with it and not feel like I'm having to constantly come up with content throughout right. the week, but having right. just a time to sit down and do it. Um, so our Instagram is at the Bambers. Okay. B-A-M-B-E-R-S. <laughs> and yes. Yep. And it's the underscore Bambers. And okay. then, you know, our website and our blog, we do try to blog frequently. Um, there it's usually more personal and, um, things that are happening in our lives on our blog. So we do update the blog as well. Bammer and the website photography. is? dot com, And then our blog is bammerphotography.net. So. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for, for sharing both what you've learned and uh, certainly this element of building a, a business in a smaller market is, is something that is relevant to a lot of people. So I, I really appreciate you sharing your insight there. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer.